When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to a Monday edition of the Managing Madrid podcast. I'm your host, Keon Sabani, joined by my co-host, Lucas Navarrete, who is wearing a hoodie today. Getting chilly in Valencia, huh? Now you know what we feel like in Canada. Not really. I'm just, I, I'm just ready to take off. I'm just ready to take off after we're done, so that you know I didn't have to get dressed for the for me leaving when we get done and all that. So I'm just basically ready to to leave the house when we're done. Okay, I, <laughs> I thought you were just ashamed of your Nuggets all of a sudden because you saw the nah, Raptors, nah, nah. No Raptors way. take down Wembayana last night and you were like shaking <laughs> in your boots. Uh, it was a good right. one, yeah. So uh, let's get the laughter. Start the podcast with laughter because there's a lot of a lot of um, uh, sadness in the uh, Real Madrid universe right now with Real Madrid <laughs> dropping two points at the Bernabeu against Rayo Vallecano. Uh, Matt and I broke it down last night. As always, this this edition is on Mondays is a reflection on the game, possibly less emotional. Um, so, what is your take? I know you're not happy with Vinicius and Rodrigo. I saw that on your Twitter last night. How are you feeling today? It's hard to see any bright silver linings after what happened last night. And it's just beyond frustrating to see Real Madrid dropping two points at home at, against Rayo in what should be a very manageable game for Madrid. Just one week after, you know, rescuing, not rescuing, just earning three points against Barcelona in El Clásico, hard-fought win. All of a sudden, you have a two-game lead because it's a four-point lead, and, and you drop two points in a in a very manageable game against Rajoy. It's so so disappointing to see Real Madrid dropping the, these points. And but the writing was on the wall. We've been vocal about this for for weeks that you know Real Madrid would be in trouble uh, if Bellingham were not to show up or were not to score in, in a single game. And it showed last night one game without a Bellingham goal and and it cost Real Madrid two points already. So, yeah, it's hard to see any, any big silver linings. And it's disappointing and frustrating to see Real Madrid dropping the ball like this just one week after earning those three points in El Clasico, which were massive, obviously. 
Where? So I'm curious to explore this more with you because I've been thinking a lot about this since the game last night. And I revisited chunks of the performance today. And I got to say, like, I didn't really have take issue with the performance itself. Like, we created a bunch of chances. Our defense was good. We didn't score. And so my mind went to the board and the fact that, you know, is it how much do we want to blame the players that Jose Lu is leading the line and not somebody like Harry Kane? Maybe that's a a dramatic statement to make. Maybe Real Madrid just weren't going to get Harry Kane anyway. I, I believe he was attainable, but I think the club looked at his price tag and his age and said, we'll reserve these funds for Mbappe instead. But I mean, like... What else could the players have done apart from score? And then maybe, you know, I know some people took issue with the way Vinicius reacted in certain moments. But what what blame do we put on the players specifically? Like up, like on a tactical level, on a performance level? To me, the responsibility has to be has to be shared after after this result. It's not like it was embarrassing or anything like that, but it has to be blamed. It has to be shared. Like, for example, I don't... I don't know why Brian hasn't gotten a single minute in over the yeah. last three games, man. And I don't know. I don't see why Brian shouldn't get a single minute in, in a game like like the uh, like last night's. So there goes one for Ancelotti. Also for the players, man. I I realized that yeah, yesterday all all that we're asking is that they score. But at the end of the day, the the numbers for for both Vinicius and Rodrigo to me are, are inexcusable, right? It's just uh, those numbers, that kind of production after three months of the season, it's it's beyond inexcusable to me because you know sample size is already big enough for us to say this is this might go beyond poor form or scoring funk. Or whatever. It's just a matter of um, it's just starting to be to 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 be worrying, and also definitely the board has to be blamed for for not giving Ancelotti another striker to to use in in a game like last like last night. I think Joselu. We know we've said this time and time again for the last months. Joselu is this kind of player. Jose Luis, a Spanish caliber player, uh, a mid uh, to bottom of the of the table kind of striker, and and Real Madrid should not expect Jose Luis to save the day when when neither Vinicius nor Rodrigo nor Bellingham have it going right. He's not in Jose Luis is the the least responsible of them. He's just doing his very his very best, and he wasn't signed to lead Real Madrid in the scoring department, right? So. The responsibility has to be shared, in my opinion. I, on one hand, I think Ancelotti could have used uh, more players uh, last night. I, and I'm not talking about Guller, who I, I was talking about this on Twitter the other day. Some people were asking about Guller, and to me that's nonsense. A player who's coming off a uh, knee surgery hasn't played a single minute for the last six months. You cannot put Guller in a, in a match like last night. So that should not be on Ancelotti. But Brahim, man, I, I don't know. I don't know why Brahim wasn't used last night and, and why he hasn't been on the field a single minute for the last three games. So responsibility has to be has to be shared, I think. Yeah, look, there's people crying out for Guller. Obviously, the game last night made no sense. Carlo Ancelotti, for all the things you agree with him or disagree with him, what he said last night was correct, that you can't throw him on in a game like this when players are fighting on the field. You have to win. That's not the ideal debut. And quite frankly, 
I don't know how much he would have sought. Like, let's say Goulart is playing at his peak because everyone's saying he has to play next game. Goulart actually doesn't solve our main problem, which is putting the ball in the back of the net. Our creative output is fine. We're not struggling to create chances. The numbers back that up. We all see the chances we're missing. What we, we need, we need a cold blooded assassin who scores goals. That's all we need. Like, that's the missing piece. If you ask me before the season started, we'd be in this position we are today. I would have been like, that makes sense because we're good enough to win games, but we're also not, we don't have the firepower to win games 4 0, 5 0. So our wins are going to come marginal. They're going to be 1 0, 2 0, 2 1, whatever. That's exactly what the team is right now. What I am surprised about is that Jude Bellingham has 13 goals, but that's the thing like and this is this is why i have trouble putting blame on the players or any one entity and this is why i as much as i sometimes i'm critical of carlo i can't blame him for what's happening if you had told him that hey we're trading benzema for joselu next season you think he would have liked that you think he's like oh great but of course publicly he'll say yes we have we have all these things and he always says, tries to say the right things and he tries to make it work. He's playing with the diamond. I think it's a, it's been a creative way to to get the best out of the squad. But man, we're, excuse my French, we're fucked if Jude Bellingham didn't be, didn't do what he was doing this season so far. And nobody... We'd be a Real without him. We'd be a Real without him. We are that kind of team. Yeah, we're like fifth, sixth in the table without his heroics from this uh, first third of the of the season. I think we would be that bad. Uh, he's he saved Real Madrid's ass for the last three months in quite a consistent basis. He saved, I can possibly say, three or four games where Real Madrid would have dropped points had it not been for Bellingham's scoring. Uh, heroics, which nobody expected and predicted. So on one hand, we're all celebrating Bellingham's success and we're all very happy for how great his signing has been. And on the other, it's worrying, man, because he needs to keep, to keep it up for, for the next uh, six months or so in order for Real Madrid to have a, a shot at, at winning the title, unless Benitez and Rodrigo wake up, obviously. Yeah, that's correct to me. Um, I, I just like none of us. The club itself, Ancelotti himself, had no idea this was going to be what we were getting from Jude Bellingham. I don't care what you say. I don't care mm-hmm. how much you believe in him. We, we've talked about this. So the fact that he has gone to this level has been great for us. I also like there was a part of me that because last night I still felt like we were going to score a goal because that's my, you know, just being a Real Madrid fan over the years. You, you kind of talk yourself into that kind of delusion that, you know, we're going to figure it out at the end. There's also part of me that thought, you know what? As cool of a story it is to have Bellingham game winners <laughs> at the end of every every game, there's part of me that thinks like, you know what? That might be a bad thing for the team that this is what we're doing every game. Because it's not sustainable. It's too reliant. It's not a system that you can build around. It's great because he's amazing and thank God for him. But from a like, Overall process standpoint, I'm not sure if it's like good to keep putting these band-aids on these performances. And again, like this is the thing. This is where I struggle, Lucas, a little bit. I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. Because last night the narrative was we played good. 
We replay that game a bunch of times. We win it. We score those chances. And then there's the flip side of it where it's like, Ancelotti, this is what Ancelotti said after the game, which is a true statement. Sometimes you win games you don't deserve to win. And sometimes you don't win games that you do deserve to win. That's football. That's a true statement. But the thing is, like, no matter how you spin it, the problems in the team are very clear. You can control games. You have great midfielders. You have players who can create and break lines. But you don't have a player who can put the ball in the back of the net consistently. You have players who can do it sometimes. Vinicius and Rodrigo and Joselu are good in terms of goal production if they're not the ones who have to carry it. Jude Bellingham, as great as he is, I don't think can be your leading goal scorer. Like That's not his, his role, even though he's showing us that he can do that. So you need you need the guy up top. You do need him. And I I really don't think this is reactionary to what happened last night because it's been happening all season, right? Correct. I agree. I agree with you. And and also the bad thing to me is that this game just one week after after a classical man, it's just these games you got you have to win. I don't and also I don't see I don't know about you. Yeah, it's Real Madrid are creating chances, yeah, fine. But don't you think like the, the the playmaking output should be more consistent and more sustainable throughout the course of the game. Like I can name three quality chances, three real quality chances last night. Don't you think you should create more against Rayo? I mean, in ninety minutes, I feel like the first half was completely thrown away by Real Madrid. On apart from that chance from from Valverde, who missed the the one v one against the goalkeeper, but that that's not a chance you created. That's a ball you stole from a misplaced uh, well, I think Rayo it pass. Counts. Like if you're pressing... okay, mm, I don't think that that comes because of your playmaking. But okay, we can agree on the sense that um, you need to press efficiently to create the chance. Fine, but that's not uh, a good example of playmaking. The Valverde chance, I don't think. So I can actually name maybe two more. <laughs> so. I think that on the playmaking department, you can also be a little bit better, even though obviously you have brilliant playmakers on the field with Bellingham, Vinicius, Rodrigo, Modric. I also think that, you know, the coaching staff can build a more efficient way and a more sustainable way of creating chances like time and time again against low blocks. I know facing low blocks is hard, but... 90 minutes at home at the Bernabeu, I have to assume that you can create chances more often than than what Real Madrid did, did last night, really. Yeah, look, I mean, I in terms of talent, we had the players on the field to beat Rayo with or without, you know, someone like Harry Kane and Kylian Mbappe. That's that's And to have like 20 shots on target, which you didn't. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, uh, to be quite honest, Lucas, I'm okay with our creative output last night. I mean, I think we did all the right things. I think Ryo basically had zero interest to play offense last night. They were in a low block. They did nothing offensively. Nothing. Nothing at all. Um, And so... You know, you look at what we were doing. I think we were doing mostly the right things. Vinicius had 10 completed dribbles. He was trying to break lines. He was he had a few cutbacks in the box. Scores an offside goal um, where Hozulu was offside. Bellingham had a couple good chances. I guess the, the two or three chances you're talking about is one, Fede. Then you had uh, two Vinici- Vinicius chances. One was the header. And one was when mm-hmm. Modric plays the outside of the boot pass. Rodrigo has that shot. Um, like when he immediately comes on, I think I'm fine with that. But but here's where I think we we really get hurt, and this is where Hozulu is just not good enough. With all due respect, the play often broke down because he can't do anything outside the box, and that's where it really hurts. Where that Rodrigo hasn't stepped up because Rodrigo can play outside the box and he's not scoring, and that's what really hurts us. I think. To be honest, the thing that's hurt us the most out of everything this season is the fact that Rodrigo has been playing like this. Because if he plays like even like he does last season, this team is better, way better. Right. He's not even creating. Yeah. Right. The question is, how quickly can he get it together? Um, and we talk about Vinicius making chan- missing chances and Hozulu missing chances. Statistically sp- speaking, he's the one who's underperforming his XG the most, and he needs to get it together. And um. I saw like some groans about the contract extension. I'm fine with it because, you know, in the club size, maybe it's like a vote of confidence that, to him to get going and stuff, but he needs to step up. I also want to go back to the Brahim point you made. He does not deserve to be outcasted like this at all. At all. He's made a difference every time he's played. There's like a lack of trust there. I don't get it. He guarantees creating chances, and um, you might be okay, as you said, with the uh, with the output Real Madrid had last night. I still think Real Madrid could have used like two or three quality chances more. And Brahim, you put Brahim in in with ten minutes uh, or fifteen minutes to go, and you pretty much are guaranteeing that he will have uh, or he will create a, a good opportunity to score. So. I don't. I don't think he deserves this. I, I completely agree with you. And about Rodrigo, I also, I'm perfectly fine with the extension. And the main issue to me is that not only he's not scoring, but yeah, he's not contributing from the from the playmaking standpoint either, and he's not helping much outside the box either. So that's worrying to me. And I start to wonder, man, whether or not he might be feeling the the pressure that comes with the responsibility of starting for Real Madrid and being named like the hair apparent of Benzema or, you know, the player who will now has, or who now has to step up after Benzema left. Similar, if, I mean, some people might say this is disrespectful towards Rodrigo. I don't think so. But uh, this happened with Asensio as well. 
Remember, Asensio was a brilliant player coming off the bench. We all assumed that he would be fine by taking the promotion and, and becoming an, an undisputed starter and being the, the main uh, successor to Cristiano Ronaldo when Cristiano Ronaldo left. And it turns out that he was never comfortable in that role. He was never comfortable being the star of, or, or a leader of the, of the offensive line. He was a perfectly fine player coming off the bench for 30, 20 minutes and contributing in that department. But he was never ready to take that responsibility for Real Madrid. I, I saw that happen like five or six years ago. And I start to wonder if this is something that might actually be happening to Rodrigo as well. I don't know if maybe it would help him to, to like to come off the bench for, for an entire month, settle down, get rid of that pressure of having to score consistently for Real Madrid or leading the offense on, in that scoring department and let him come off the bench and then maybe take baby steps from there because I think right now this is something that has to do with his pre with the pressure and, and the responsibility that comes with starting and leading Real Madrid's offensive line. I, I think of Asensio when I, when I see what's happening to, to Rodrigo. It's not a bad comparison. Um, look, I just... I said it I said it in the summertime too. Like it's one thing to be disappointed that Rodrigo didn't take the leap you wanted him to. It's another thing to have been naive enough to think that he would have solved your problems anyway. Like I said in the summertime, Rodrigo is a good goal scorer if he doesn't have to score goals, if his goals are a bonus. But when you're in a situation where you absolutely need him to lead the line and like this, it's 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 bad squad planning. And this is why, man, you see what Harry Kane is doing. Like, I'll take this to my grave. Harry Kane was the perfect, perfect, perfect cap. Like, just bow tie to this team. The, the cherry on top of the cake. He would have complemented this exact roster so perfectly in a team that was so reliant on the way Benzema played outside and inside the box, the way that Vinicius connected with someone more central like that, it would have just been the perfect purchase. And I don't care about his age or his, or his price. Sometimes you pay the price more when you don't get players like that. Anyways, it's, it's done. It, whatever. Um, maybe you get Mbappe next summer and <laughs> no one cares. Like you, this season you write off um, as like, okay, that was tough, but you know, it was all worth it in the end. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's just that the thing with this team is that it's it's so good at so many things, and it's so close to being a top, you know, two team. But it's missing that one, that one assassin up top, one yeah. one guy who can put the ball in the back of the net. We were on the same page with Hurricane from the from the very beginning, man. We were all very excited about the, the possibility of signing him. So I I definitely share your feelings about uh, about the missed opportunity of not signing Kane because I think I also believe that he would have been just perfect for this team. He would have may have that British connection with Bellingham as well. Would have been just perfect, just perfect. And the price wasn't that crazy to me. Like, okay, fine, he wasn't cheap, no, but he it was not worth like. It. He was worth he it. Was it, it wasn't a, exactly. It wasn't a crazy price by any means. It was. It, it is a fair price in my opinion, in my in my in my eyes, and in my book, I think that it was a fair price. And granted, you can only assume that Kane will be a top striker for the next two, three, 
maybe even four years, and that's maybe what kind of prevented Real Madrid from going after him. But I completely agree with you that he would have been perfect. Um, so as you wrote about to the odd manager, Madrid, that Bellingham may be out of the Braga game with the, the dislocated shoulder. Um, I'm, you know, of all games to miss, I'm totally okay if that's the one he misses, obviously. We might venture into the ultra-rare front three of Jose Lu, Rodrigo, and Vinicius, if that if that's the case, and maybe a 4-3-3. Something to look out for. I think Modric will play there. The 10 roll? Yeah. I think he's been kind of used in that kind of role a few times here and there, Ancelotti has been mentioning him when asked about a potential Bellingham replacements in the squad. So unless or until both Brahim and Guller can establish themselves a little bit more, I think Modric will be the one playing behind the strikers so that, you know, Ancelotti has an, uh, ha- always has one uh, of Vinicius Rodrigo or Jose Lu sitting on the bench in case he needs them. So basically, just keep the formation regardless if Bellingham's on the field or not, just to keep it consistent. Uh, Raheem so. looked great there against Las Palmas. I know it was just Las Palmas, but man, he got it's not you. You got to start somewhere. That's what he was doing. That was the opponent. That's not his fault. He did well, and cameo off the bench has has been good. Um, do we see Arda on Wednesday? You think? Depends on the context, I think. Just like last night, I think we would have seen him last night had Real Madrid been up like 2-0, 3-0 by the 80th minute. We would have probably seen him. Uh, so it will depend on the context once again. I don't think Ancelotti will want to give him the opportunity to make his debut in a closely competed game like the one last night or like maybe the one against Braga if that's that's the context. So it will depend on on the score and, and, and the intensity of the game. I think you need a, a slow, calm, non-very physical game to give Guller his first uh, shot of playing for Real Madrid after these six months. Makes sense. Um, we got to wrap it up here. Is there anything that we missed that you wanted to touch on? Not really. I just wanted to say that even if Bellingham were to be available, I would probably give give him the opportunity to rest. Sure. I think he has no business being on the field against Braga if he's questionable two days ahead of the game. I think you take no risks and let him sit that one, even if he's available. I agree. Um, are we back on Thursday or Friday this week? Friday, if possible. Okay, cool. So this is the last free show of the week, guys. Uh, members get access to, to uh, Wednesday's post-game show. Uh, I think we'll do a live call tomorrow for members. I'll keep you guys updated. Just... Turn your notifications on if you're a member. And then Friday mailbag, that's all for members only. You can go to patreon.com slash managing Madrid to join the family, or you can click the membership tab on YouTube. Same content, same access. Just choose one of them, whatever you prefer. Lucas, good chatting. Yes, sir. Thanks for taking the time. And we'll speak on Friday. Take care. You too. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.